0: All right. I have one more announcement before I go into the episode. I know these can be super annoying, but this is not a paid advertisement. This is actually about one of my projects. I made a feature film called Fractals and guess what? It is now available for streaming. Just visit my website, ericnorcross.com. Look for the movie Fractals and there will be a list of platforms where you can stream it. Thanks. Hey, everybody. Before we begin, I just wanted to make this quick announcement about the podcast. April is National Poetry Month. So, In April, next month, I will be featuring all writers as my guests. More than that, I'm going to be featuring two writers a week. So rather than having the weekly episodes, uh, on Mondays, I'll have a writer, and then I'll have another writer again on Thursday. And in the following week, it'll be the same thing. A writer on Monday, a writer on Thursday. So you're getting two episodes per week, all April, and they'll all be writers. Some, some will be poets. Most of them will be poets, but others will be writers of fiction or experimental, uh, experimental literature, um, writers of nonfiction. Uh, the idea is just to, to feature writers and writing craft and to have craft discussions uh, for those who are interested in creating a writing practice or have a writing practice and want to hear how other writers manage their writing practice so that's what april will be dedicated to that's sort of going to be the way i celebrate uh national poetry month and i hope you celebrate it with me uh i'm really looking forward to this i've i've been curating these episodes uh since january sort of reaching out to writers putting this thing together and now that they're all been produced i can't wait for april to come around so that uh we can all celebrate national poetry month together all right, thanks for listening and on with the episode. On with the on with the episode. Oh. Hold on. on with the episode.
1: <laughs> yo yo.
0: All right, man, we're speeding. Noise. You're on my podcast now.
1: I sure am. It's weird being back here in the winter time.
0: Yeah. So, uh the idea here is to introduce the audience to you um in preparation for the eventual release of this project, which we've been working on for, it seems like, forever. (laughs) So um, for those of you out there who are interested in my film work, uh, my guest today is uh, an actor named Tim Halverson. And Tim is... lead actor in my upcoming project fractals um tim yo i have my own memories of how you wound up on this because this project has a deep history going back to 2017 and uh at some point i'm going to make all those connections in a future podcast but what this is your episode so where did this project begin for you? How did you wind up here?
1: yeah, so um let's see the first thing I was on backstage um, and I saw the listing for fractals um, and I remember seeing that the the age listing was like right at the cusp of what I think I could probably pass for um, but I read through and then I um, printed out a copy of the audition side that you sent and then sent in a uh, a audition tape and I remember I definitely wasn't memorized for that audition I was probably looking off my computer um but yeah I sent that in and then um I'm pretty sure we had a phone call or two and then you told me that the original guy had dropped out um and then after that we agreed to meet up here I came here uh and then that was that and we sort of talked about the project and then it was like, yeah, it was three three, four weeks of of filming. It was crazy. It was it was like the first time that I had really spent an extended time period extended amount of time in the city. Um and it was uh it was super hot. I remember that scene we filmed on the beach especially it was really crazy hot. <laughs> um but yeah yeah it
0: was july it was july in new york city nobody nobody was there the original so the original cast yeah they they were all part of the mass exodus from the pandemic and it was just like if you can be in the city and like just power through four weeks (laughs) of shooting back to back we'll have a feature film and uh that was it um but yeah, I don't think anybody who submits really is off book. I I think everybody's yeah. reading from a tablet of some kind. Yeah. Um what kind of projects uh I'm I'm interested in kind of the projects you're you're interested in and I'm also interested in kind of uh where you're at and uh what what things what you want things to look like for you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, um I think at this stage in the game I'm just trying to do like literally as much as possible. Um I don't there haven't there hasn't been a case where I've like looked at a script and decided I you know really didn't like it and and wouldn't submit to it. I think you know ideally probably sometime in the future I'd I'd like to sort of have that freedom. Um I think the projects that I really enjoy working on the most uh are ones that either I can really empathize with as the character, um, like me as a person can can qu- sort of, you know, see their struggles and, and see what they're going through um, and sort of identify like stuff that's happening in my life that I can use to to portray that character accurately um, or ones that I can sort of just immediately see that um, an audience can can empathize with and an audience can relate to um, because I think those are the most... Uh, important and meaningful projects are ones that really that can reach a lot of people. Um, so yeah, so let's see. So I'm I'm a senior, a second semester senior at Bard College in um, Annandale on Hudson, New York. Uh, it's a weird time to be in college with COVID and everything. I mean, all of the. I'm a theater and performance major, and all of the you know theater. Shows have been canceled. We've done some sort of like Zoom, um, you know, like monologue festivals, which have been really fun. Um, but you know, we miss the, we miss the actual in person, um, and that was like most of my social life was the, was doing the shows. Um,
0: are you dialing in, or are they making you stay on campus, regardless of the fact that it's all Zoom?
1: Yeah. So we have. I live off campus, um, and. Let's see, two of, two of my three classes are fully online, um, and one is in person, which is nice. Um, so, But they have the option to, like, if you want to go totally virtual, then you can do that. Um, so you're a, full,
0: you're a full-time student, and then you took the summer to just do projects. Absolutely. That's pretty badass. Yeah, thank you.
1: I mean, it's – and, and I've, done some, I've done some stuff. Even just why I'm here right now, I was doing uh, a short film that we filmed in uh, Queens – um, just over the past two days. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, with nothing going on at school, um, I really wanted to, to do as, as much as possible outside. And then also just because I'm graduating and it's incredibly nerve wracking to just like graduate with a theater degree and then like try to be an actor. Um, and so I think the way I've kind of dealt with it is trying to do as, as, as many, um, Semi professional jobs as I can while I'm in school. So then, when I'm out, um, you know, I'll have I'll have those uh, some of that footage to fall back on. And I'm just at this point trying to create as as good of a you know demo reel as I can. Um,
0: but you know, even beyond the demo reel, this is an this is like a, a fucking lesson for anybody who's thinking about doing this uh, because you you're not finding excuses not to do it you're just submitting to everything and when you have time you do it. Yeah. And that's the hustle that honestly will put you above the other people in your class. I hope so. So I don't know what they're doing, <laughs> but I don't think they're doing this at yeah. this, at this level. Yeah. I mean, the and, and the fact that you're 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 coming in on into the city on a weekend to do a short film and um I mean, it's there's signals. There's character signals in in this that indicate that um, you're going to be sticking around for a long time.
1: One can only hope. One can <laughs> only hope. Yeah. I mean, it's I I I have the time of my life. I mean, you know, even when I mean, I've done a bunch of a bunch of short stuff, and some of the scripts are just like trash, but. You know, even when I'm I'm not really feeling it, it's 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 such a it's such a fun time, and I learn everything, every, or I learn something new every time I do a, a different project. Um, and yeah, whether it you know comes out as just a a couple seconds on a on a reel, or if I you know meet somebody who then can introduce me to somebody else later down the line. Um, everybody I've talked to who has you know tried to give me advice on like how to be an actor has been like just you know. Keep 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 plugging away and just you know do as much as you can and then hopefully don't uh, stop don't stop. Hopefully somewhere down the line I can you know meet meet the right person or they can see the right you know footage of me and then. So you asked sort of like what the what you know what I see myself as or like what the dream is, yeah. um, and I guess it's like I mean I I want to be a professional actor um, yeah. and I want to like uh, you know do you know, work my way up and, and do bigger and bigger productions and um but that it's so hard because at school, you know, they teach us they teach us how to be good actors essentially. Or they try to. Um but they really don't help a lot with like the business aspect of it. Mm. So like I'm gonna leave and I'm I'm not gonna really know like how to find an agent or how to, you know, you know, put myself out there other than just, like, stuff I've learned by Googling.
0: Nowadays. That was the case with film school, too. Like, they'll tell you the technical stuff on how to technically make a movie, but anything that requires uh, funding or business connections, it, it seemed to me like all the professors who also wanted to, to just be filmmakers. They didn't want to teach film. They wanted to be filmmakers. Anything they knew they that would be really useful. <coughs> they were holding all that shit close to the chest. Um, But uh, yeah, I think it, it's honestly just going to be connections and getting onto the right projects that end up yeah. places because honestly, everyone I know that that ended up with an agent ended up with an agent because they were on a project that took them to some festival or some event that, um, some after party that yeah, like some of the agents saw or
1: something like that yeah nice nice
0: um and and anytime i've ever tried to be proactive and reaching out to agents it never went well they yeah. have to reach out to you yeah um i remember there was at one point some time ago i went through this phase where i'm like what if i just connected with them on linkedin how stupid <laughs> and
1: <naive> was i <laughs> what happened
0: uh, ghosted, uh, turned down, actually got flagged at one point because I, if you get too many rejections in a row, LinkedIn flags you as a spammer. Wow. Yeah. So that's why, why that's they say harsh. this person's out of your network. Are you sure <laughs> you want to connect with him? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it sucks. Um, so I, I think the key is just to keep working.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And hopefully it'll happen. Um, I mean, I feel, yeah, I feel like. I feel like all things considered, I'm in a pretty good spot, at least in the the place in my life where I am. I mean, um, having I have a pretty I have what else did I do? I was on like a I did like a true crime yeah. sort of documentary series, which was <laughs> it was when it came out, it was it was actually it was really nerve wracking because I. Uh, I watched it for the first time when it, like, aired on actual TV. And it was really cool to, like, go home and we actually got to, like, watch it on, like, real TV and see it on, like, the TV guide and shit. Um, but uh, it, that was, like, the the five minutes, like, leading up to that before I saw it was, like, the most nervous I had ever been, including, like, you know, pre-live theater performance. Because um, I literally had no idea, like, what they had kept. Um, and they ended up cutting a, a, a fair number of my lines, but I was, overall, I was, I was really psyched to, to see that. Your family out. watch it with you? Yeah, they did. And that was, that was really cool. That was really, really cool for them to, to see it. Um, cause I think they too, I mean, they have, I'm really lucky. I mean, they've, they've just been, they've been overly supportive for ever for my, you know, um, uh, drive to sort of become an actor and they've, um, you know whether it be financially or just like always being there for me um but i think this was like a this was like a step towards like seeing me as like okay maybe he can actually do this because they're supportive and they come see my shows and they talk to me and they ask me questions um but then actually seeing me um you know on tv i think they were like oh well i think they <laughs> had a bit a bit uh, uh, not that they didn't have respect for me, for me before um but i think this helped
0: yeah Um, it's on a a medium that uh, they're used to. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, Have you considered writing for yourself, writing projects for yourself?
1: I have. And actually, so like when I graduated high school um, and I was applying to places, I was really considering myself to be more of a writer, actually, than an actor. Um, And then I I came to Bard. And uh, for whatever reason, I didn't, maybe i like didn't get into a fiction workshop or i didn't for some reason i didn't take a class like my first semester freshman year um and then i just kind of fell out of the practice i took a bunch of like playwriting courses um and now i'm finally actually in <laughs> my last semester i'm taking a film writing class um but yeah it kind of it kind of dwindled and then i think like in sophomore year i just sort of decided that acting was where i had the most joy um but it is something that i that i have definitely considered um haven't really done much with that um but but maybe in the future yeah was the
0: rockaway b sequence really the worst day
1: i think oh god the worst day <laughs> no, no actually no the worst day was the very last day where we filmed right in the kitchen because that day oh. so okay so this is how so my like my like daily fractals like vibe. So I would get up and I would, it was, it was cool to be in the city because I, I hadn't spent a lot of time here. And so this, when I was here, I got to learn all about the trains and subways and whatever. Um, and so I get on the train and then I, um, from the train and then get, uh, and then I take the ferry here and then you pick me up. Um, but so that like Forty-five-ish minutes from like the train and the uh, the ferry was like crucial because those that was like my memorizing lines time um, <laughs> because it was like and it usually worked because I feel like with film especially um, since there's not a lot of rehearsal process I feel like and with theater sometimes I tend to like over rehearse um, but with film I like it because. Uh, since there isn't a lot of time to sort of like really dwell on the text I find that i sort of revert back to sort of my initial instincts um but I like that and so when I would like memorize lines I'd be like I would sort of save it for the end but then like from the moment that I got onto the subway it was like a you know a launching pad that just like put me right in the in the vibe of the character um, rather than, like, memorizing it the night before or, like, you know, weeks prior, because then I sort of have to re-access all of the, um, you know, feelings and emotions behind it. Um, but so when we did the last scene, which wasn't the last scene in the movie, but it was the last scene that we filmed, um, and we had two other actors here, and Avis was here, um, and that one, I, I, I think I had, I had been pretty solid memorizing for, like, most of the movie, but then this one I had like a massive chunk of text that for whatever reason I just could not nail down. Um and I, I was just so I was also like I mean, we were both exhausted and it was hot. Um and my fucking like costume that I had wore every day it was just like disgusting. Um and we showed up here and I was just like trying to get this fucking text and it was this big ass like speech where Artie's just like going off about like jobs and like life and whatever and it was like a very big like emotional sort of like thing and you really get to see like the side of him and i really wanted it to be like really good um and i remember we had like this scene with like you know like the bread solo cups and like jan gave me a sharpie and i was like trying to I, like wrote down some of the lines so i could remember it but then i was once you like write something down on a piece of paper and you have it with you it's like impossible not to look right at it yeah. so then i was like i can't do that because i had to look at other people and so, I think you decided you you like. I feel like you knew that I was kind of struggling. So you're like, okay, we're gonna do your close up last. So we did everybody else's. We did like the wide shot, and then we did the three close ups of Avis uh, and the other two actors. Um, and then for the final like take, I think we did it like one or two times. And I was finally able to like like barely spit it out <laughs> um, after after just like struggling through it for this for those three takes
0: yeah it's interesting hearing that because that was the first scene i wrote (laughs) i um, really that was the first oh wow i was in a i was like dialed into sort of a woody allen heavy dialogue Mm -hmm. mindset that day i wrote that that was in 2017 i wrote that wow that's and um it's also one of the first scenes in the movie the only reason it was the last scene was because hard yeah it was it was always going to be hard uh but and also um the way, because of the pandemic, the way it was constructed was, I only had it with you until I needed Avis, then it was you and Avis, and exactly. then it was you and sure, the Russians. Leo and Leo. Oh yeah, right. And then and, and then, then Lana and um, Elena, yeah. So we were building up the cast bit right. by bit, yeah. and then that was the yeah.
1: probably the, 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 the right move.
0: Um, but then also, like, I don't want to coordinate <laughs> with four or five actors the first day because if it falls apart like it's a waste of everyone's time yeah like i wanted to make sure we had the full movie before you know as we go and so um
1: that one was tough that was and yeah it was also like i mean we knew that it was like the last day of shooting so we were all kind of like ready to just like be done and like have a drink and just like kind of party um or just like crash and go to bed
0: we definitely Um, wine that day yeah yeah um but it's interesting too hearing you talk about how you're (laughs) you're costume was disgusting because um this the film i did before this death and life uh the guy mike who was the main actor also i asked him to do the same thing where just wear the same thing every day yeah it'll be fine like it's an art house film Mm -hmm. nobody will care um by the end of that he uh he wouldn't wear that suit again yeah like he just shelved it,
1: yeah, I have it, so i I was wearing like I had like a light blue t shirt and I had a, a another light blue like button down that was open that I had sort of rolled up the sleeves, and then I had these like maroon pants um the maroon pants I still break out sometimes, but the top two the 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 um the button down shirt has like a permanent sweat stain like across the back, and then the light blue t shirt has the collar sort of, like, stretched out. Um, I don't usually wear it anymore. But every time I look at it, I'm like, I think of Fractals.
0: You know what the worst day for me was? was Actually, that? it wasn't even the worst day. It was just the worst moment. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there was a worst day. The worst moment was walking from the parking spot across Flushing Meadows to the or, the giant, giant orb in Flushing Meadows Park.
1: Oh, my God, yes. It was yes. so hot,
0: dry. That, there was no oh, my water. God, yeah. Uh, all the fountains were shut off.
1: That was really kind of depressing. Yeah, yeah. it was and, really yeah, dry. It was
0: just depressing. Yeah. yeah, I think the <laughs> heat combined with the just depressing, <laughs> depressing atmosphere. Um,
1: we did a lot of walking. Yeah, yeah when, well, and then we had that whole the ferry uh, day was pretty fun, where we like took the ferry all up the. Oh yeah, the, it's my whatever, favorite the, footage canal, actually. And then we like came back, and then we walked. And then we ended up back down like the near the financial district. Yeah,
0: we took the East River ferry to from Lower Manhattan to the Bronx and back. Uh, that yeah, that was that was good footage. I'm still trying to avoid cutting it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Is it lo- you got a lot of footage. So how have you like?
0: Dude, the first cut was three and a half hours. That's crazy. So I'm trying to get it down to two.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, um, now I'm trying to think of yes, the worst. I'm trying to think of the best day. Well, the scene where I like totally freaked out and like screamed. You were looking forward to that. That was really fun. That was really fun. Really looking forward to that. Because I hadn't ever like really freaked out on camera before. Um, I had like cried or like fake cried, Um, but I hadn't like screamed. Um, And yeah, it's always fun to just like scream after not having screamed for a while. Every sort of like residual like anger, depression at the world just kind of. I comes feel in.
0: like it was such like, <laughs> so to give context to people because we're basically having a conversations for ourselves and you're listening. <laughs> <Sorry>. um, <laughs> uh, it's how these guys. when they see Sometimes. it, they'll be like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." It'll it'll be retroactive, um, but we did the all the basement stuff first. The basement we sort of converted it into a set for his apartment and it was super stressful for me at least because I was double tasking, not just as the director, as, a, as, as the technician building all the equipment, but also as like, I had to retool the set every day yeah, and sometimes yeah, three a times a day. And, um, because there's a set piece that evolves throughout the film and, um, having you freak out on the very last day, that we were down there kind of put a nice little button on things. Yeah. yeah. And I felt like that was sort of our invitation to break it, break the film out into the city, uh, which we, which we spent the rest, we spent the rest of the shoot for the most part, traveling around the five boroughs of New York city and New Jersey, uh, filming exterior scenes. Um, I, I I liked, uh, I really liked the, the shot of you, it, that we shot from New Jersey, from Weehawken.
1: Was that was that that the one where like we see over the river and we see like the sky skyline? And, yeah, 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 that yeah. one looks. That's really my cool. favorite shot. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, that's the one I've been featuring the most. Yeah. Oh, I also cut I cut out the Central Park scene as well. Not sure if you knew that.
1: Oh, the one with Jan? Yeah. Oh, tragic. Yeah. That was
0: that was a good one. That but, was a good uh,
1: one. That was like oh yeah she was like a, she was like Karen right and she was like yeah Central Park Karen yeah she was like don't film me. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> the scene, yeah. The the when I when I freaked out and then, I feel like that was like also like the only scene we did that day. So that was like a whole. Day. That was like yeah, it was that was a, like, was a full scene. A plus, day.
0: then we popped over to Jersey, got a, got a couple yes. shots, and then went. Home yeah, and that yeah. Was yeah. It.
1: And then, there was that like. Oh man, this is take me back. Just being back here. The the um. We can go borough by borough. Well, there was the construction <laughs> dude who like who like applauded after I was like screaming at the at the sky. Oh, the guys next door. Yeah. Yeah, and then now I'm thinking about oh, the. Did
0: I? T- did you? Have you been listening to this podcast? Did I tell you what they
1: did? No, I don't think so. What
0: we filed the so we had to put this up because their construction yeah. was causing bricks to come out. Are you serious? Like they weren't doing it like legally. What the uh, hell? And so we, we <laughs> talked with the department of buildings oh, and no. like literally like a few days later, the owner comes over. And he's like this Russian, big Russian dude, like yep. Russian mafia. So yes. and he paid us like 600 bucks to shut the fuck up. What? <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. We took the money, but then we kept complaining. Wow. But like that you'd understand, though, because there's you can't see it now. But there's a wide gap up there where you can look into the next building like the and then, in the bedroom, too, there were holes where you could look into the next building
1: that sounds very not safe,
0: yeah, but. it was like really bad, um, but they seemed to be winding down, that's so hopefully, but yeah, this is the same guys that were applauding you.
1: that's wild, <laughs> and then there was the there was the time where we had the one of the riddles, and we it took like fifteen takes to throw it out the window and have me catch it.
0: Yes, yeah, so I had the outtakes. Oh, thank God! On a I, those, those
1: gotta be those. Those are probably really funny.
0: Yeah, you have some good outtakes. You also have one where you were jumping across some stream in Manhattan. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah.
1: That was fun. Um, that was a good time. That was. I mean, we were like looking at the Brooklyn Bridge that day, right?
0: Yeah, it was right before we went over to the Brooklyn yeah, Bridge. Yeah. We were in Tribeca. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of good material where I'm training up. Really, what I'm doing is I'm trading up larger intact scenes for some of the the more memorable moments. So, like one thing one thing that wasn't in the first pass assembly of the movie was um, just random footage of you and Kate on the street.
1: Yeah, I didn't include it. Yeah,
0: and then I'm like, I as you're having a voiceover in the basement. I just randomly cut to it at one point and it was, it just worked.
1: Oh, nice. And then
0: we cut back to the basement. Nice. And it's just like, oh, so that's what he's thinking about. Yeah. And for some reason, that stuff works better for the movie than some of the full scenes that yeah. we did.
1: Um, that's interesting. That, yeah. was, that was really that was really sweet. That was honestly just like... And it was so cool that, that Avis got to be in it randomly too because yeah. the other actors dropped out. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, and then,
0: but it also allowed us to actually do better scenes than we would have done because yeah. of the pandemic,
1: yeah
0: um just it, and where apparently um at the same time, there was a filmmaker in London who was doing the same thing. They just cast the person and then said, "Hey, do you have somebody that you're close to that you could do these yeah. types of scenes with?" and Here, so they cast go. the guy's girlfriend, so it seemed to be the we've set a standard on how to make movies during a pandemic. Yeah, no,
1: seriously. I was yeah, I was thinking about that too because everybody's like how do you like how has covid impacted you and how have you sort of like acted during covid? Like that sounds crazy. Um, but weird in a weird way covid like has really sort of like helped me out because a I got fractals part because other dude dropped out cuz of covid. I got the the true crime documentary stuff because only Well, only really because they're a company that's based in New York City, but then they moved to Connecticut. Um, just the producer has a house in Connecticut. Um, mm-hmm. And I randomly saw a listing on Backstage or Facebook, um, and they were like specifically looking for Connecticut locals. Um, and then, what else? Uh, oh, and then I did uh, the... I was in a play called Mad Forest um, that I did... Last spring, it was my junior year, um, spring, and we had this production that we were doing it, rehearsals in person for. And then, when March hit, uh, you know, school was canceled and they were sending, sending everybody home. We all thought that the show was gonna be canceled, and then they were like, We're gonna try to do like an online show. Um, and it was crazy because we like transferred the whole show to Zoom. <laughs> We had, like, green screens all set up in our different bedrooms. There were, like, at least 12 of us in the cast all over the country. And we had this, like, programmer dude who, like, could could switch, um, like, whoever's uh, picture was, like, on Zoom, like, whenever. And so, and then we would, like, look off camera. So it was basically, like, film acting. Um, and we would do, we did a live, like, a live stream performance of it. Um, And then that, because it was during COVID and because it was like the only like, quote unquote, live theater going on, um, it was picked up by this off-Broadway theater company um, called Theater for New Audience. And we did like three shows through them. Hmm. Um, And it got like crazy good reviews. And it was like, it was, it was unbelievable just because, again, because of the circumstance and because it was like the only theater going on. Um, So I feel feel like we're talking about it because obviously COVID has been so Utterly terrible, and you know, so many people's lives have been absolutely ruined. Um, but in a weird way, it is kind of, it is kind of uh, helped me out a bit.
0: Yeah, I was talking to Elise, um, the actress who kicked your ass in Red Hook, mm-hmm. uh, and she was saying the She's same lovely. thing. The COVID helped her.
1: <laughs> it's you know, I mean, it if is... you
0: stay in the city when everybody else is leaving, you're bound to yep. Yep. find opportunities.
1: And we've been. We've all been good. All of the all of the productions I've I've been on have been really like really strict and very you know about COVID protocols and you know wearing masks up until we're you know fully on camera. Um, I was uh, I was an extra. I w- I did like a just like a background part on this uh, show called The Gilded Age that's coming out, um, and that was like that was crazy because it was like a huge set um, and there was like. I was like one of fifty extras, um, but yeah, we were all wearing masks right up until like the final rehearsal, and then all of the, you know, wardrobe people came out and we put our masks in these like brown plastic sandwich bags, and then we do the, you know, quick like five second take, and then we all come back and put our masks back on. Um, <laughs> and of course, I've gotten like I can't even count how many COVID tests I've had. Probably at least like twenty. Um, yeah, we've
0: been doing them biweekly. Yeah. Unless I go into Manhattan, then I do them right after. Mm-hmm. but um yeah we even though we were out of pocket indie we also supplied surely did um in the form of gift bags <laughs> which uh, my sister said was the cutest thing
1: gift bags of
0: <laughs> sanitizer. and
1: sand sanitizer some like some like wipes yeah they were like and, facial wipes yeah something. yeah yeah um but yeah no it's good i've I don't know if if maybe I got COVID like really early on. Um, I've you know thank God I've 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 stayed healthy through it all. Um, yeah. But um,
0: we think we got it when yeah. it first thing. Yeah. Because th- we were not feeling well for um, right around the time lockdown started for two weeks we were just having trouble breathing. Yeah. And we were...
1: Yeah. But you know it's important and it's yeah. it's important obviously when you're on a film set or really doing anything when there's a lot of people around to, to really, and I was, I was sort of worried about how, you know, each individual project would like, you know, the level of, of seriousness that they would take it. Um, but I've been, I've been you know pleasantly surprised and everybody's been, been really strict and really like careful. Um,
0: well, I think nobody wants to be the bad guy in any kind of way with this industry because, it's so easy to lose your rep. Yeah.
1: Uh,
0: and I don't yeah. know if you remember, there was this incident some years ago with, um, they were making this movie that was like an adaptation of an Almond brothers, um, memoir. And they set up a bed on railroad tracks to film some sort of dream sequence. Oh, and sh- it was a lot, they were live railroad tracks and this was a fully financed production. Whoa. And uh, the train came, and one of the uh, crew members got killed. Are you serious? When did and this happen? A few, like three, four years ago. So oh I'm my not god! Sure. Maybe twenty thirteen, twenty fourteen. That's uh, horrible. But, um, the whole industry just like blacklisted the filmmaker. Yeah. And uh, that you know they're not going to be able to get anybody anybody on their movie again. Yeah. So, I could very much understand like during the COVID era, if you're back in business. You gotta be clean.
1: Yeah. yeah because it only takes like one slip up, one person not wearing a mask and it's so easily transferable.
0: Yeah. All right, man. I know you gotta you gotta skedaddle.
1: I do have to skedaddle. Um, but this has been it's yeah, been really right. fun to just sort of reminisce and I obviously look forward to seeing, to the, seeing the footage uh,
0: still a work in progress. But thanks for coming out here to do the extra voiceover recording and to do this podcast. This is just an introductory episode. Uh, Well, Hopefully at some point when things are up and running and you've seen the movie, you can come back on and tell me how much you loved it.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) All right. Thanks, Tim. Thank you, man.
0: Thank you for listening to my podcast. If you have a moment, please consider subscribing to the show wherever you listen. And if the app allows for it, please leave a rating and review. That way, the algorithm moves us up in recommendations. It's a great way for new listeners to find our show. Thanks, and I'll see you on the next episode.